Hi there guys, welcome back to Gilmy Talks. This is me, Gilmy of Air Course. And I just want to say that was Judas Priest, you got another thing coming. I am I am very happy, very, very happy to have this week's guest on, guys. I'm actually excited about the show. I just finished editing it. I normally leave it sit for a few days and percolate in my brain what I'm going to say. But I have Adam Hayes on the show, um, a man I have booed heckled yelled at screamed obscenities at from across across the room and honestly he couldn't have turned out to be a nicer nicer guy you want to know why because we i think we kind of just hit it off off at the bat and we just started 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 talking while i was doing this interview i was so tired and i kept screwing up and since he does a podcast of his own at www.swastyle.podbean.com. It's a podcast I actually listen to and really enjoy, guys. Please check it out. But we go through his career in the wrestling industry, how he's never really wrestled, but has made a very cool spot for himself in the Ontario indie, the indie scene. And we just get his story about how it came to be, like one thing after another after another, and just... How he found his little little spot available to him, which is great. And now he's doing a podcast. And it was just fun to talk to another podcaster for, for, for a little bit. We actually talked more after I stopped recording, so which was kind of, a, kind of very cool. So I just want you guys to know that to check out out, out a site, if you got the Podbean app, just give him a, give him a quick follow and a couple downloads. Check, check out his stuff. He has a he he has some very very cool cool guests on it on there guys because you know what it's a fun show he's doing all about on it on Ontario indie wrestling and who knows maybe he's going to branch out but the thing is it was a great show and I loved it uh, loved to talk to him I I love picking his uh, his brain about the little things about pod podcasting too about from editing to what programs we we both using which are actually similar stuff which is pretty pretty cool and i just want to get through my advertisers real quick guys go see tabby lynn's sent page go on facebook give it a like because nobody else nobody wants their house to house to us think and since valentine's day is coming up go check out the the uh your local love shop guys because everybody wants to have fun on their on their valentine's day or check out check out love the love shop.com also wants you guys to check out solid designs he just put up an amazing picture on his instagram a account about i can't even dis describe it it's a face melting into a tiger and black and white versus the color contracts it's just gorgeous gorgeous to see and you just got to go go check it check that out and another art page guys i want you to go check out bats in the belfry art guys because you know what um that she does the design for my megatron on my my www.gilmetalks.podbean.com and she's the artist behind it and i love all of her stuff and she's doing sketch cards now which reach out they're nine bucks a pop if you know 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 anybody who's who's a geek, which is kind of kind of the in the, the in thing now, 
go pick up a, a sketch card from her and just tell her Gilmi, Gilmi sent you. It'll get you nothing, but just would be nice to uh, say. And I just want you guys to know a little update on Ethan, Ethan Hayes. He has now been transferred to St. Jude's in Tennessee, the number one cancer hospital in North America, maybe maybe the world. But here's the thing: you want to still help out fi financially? Go to Dave Hayes's Facebook page, message him, message me. Please stay tuned. Actually, I just got a couple messages to go today about something coming up in the uh, future and I just want you guys to to, to know that there's more uh, coming with that so I'm just gonna throw it into the podcast because it's a little bit longer this this week guys but you know what you're gonna enjoy it there's no laws or no down there points and loved talking to another podcaster it was a fantastic fantastic time and hope you guys enjoy it talk to you to you again at, at the end Good morning, good evening, good night, and welcome back to Gilmy Talks, everybody. Uh, my guest today is the one and only Adam Hayes. How's it going, man? Oh, it's good. I, I got quite the introduction there. I really do appreciate it. It feels weird to be on the other side of the microphone, uh, not asking the questions, but being questions asked, too. So I'm sure this will be a lot of fun. It's been a few years since I've uh, been you know, interviewed for anything. So whatever you got, fire away. I'm... I'm uh, person that's going to hopefully give you some knowledge and hopefully a couple of views you know since you know i'm no tyson dukes but i do have some views in this business so let's see what happens right and actually that was my previous guest on gomi talks that i'll be dropping uh later today to be perfectly honest with you oh spoiler alert very nice oh yeah which is which is very very cool but adam okay first things first i i just want to ask how did you get interested in wrestling in the uh, first to first to first place oh man okay so i have been a fan of wrestling since like 1989 i was born in 86 so i was like three years old uh, my first actual memory um i don't remember stuff much happening on tv or whatever at that time but i do remember my parents uh, able to get me tickets for wrestlemania 6 i was only four years old at the time and like so my first ever wrestling live experience was wrestlemania 6 for hogan versus warrior in the main event um i don't remember too much about most of the matches that happened that night uh but one of the things i do remember was demolition defeating haku and andre the giant and of course, uh, going crazy apparently, according to what my parents said, for when Jake the Snake came out uh, to wrestle Ted DiBiase. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So again, that was my first real memories of that. Uh, I've been a constant fan my entire life. Always, usually with the WWE, for WWF, whatever you want to call it. Um, dabbled a little bit of ECW. Dabbled a little bit in WCW when I got older. But uh, discovering independent wrestling was actually kind of fun for me because. Um, the first time I went to the CNE, uh, well, actually, a couple of times after the CNE uh, with my folks, uh, there would be this building in the far back, and they would just usually have like agriculture or just you know other random stuff or whatever. And then I see this small like 16 by 16 looking ring or whatever, just like hidden away in the corner. I'm like, what the heck's this? And apparently, it was some group called Apocalypse Wrestling Federation, uh, which. You know, people like Beth Phoenix that came from, and Ron Hutchinson was a trainer there, and, um, you know, Asylum, now known as Stone Rockwell, was from there. Uh, and I literally 
didn't move for about five, six hours. I stayed and watched, like, they had, like, two or three shows, like, from, like, 11 o'clock and 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and I made sure I went back for every single one. And one of the first indie wrestlers that ever caught my eye was a guy named uh, Zachary Springate third. I don't know why, just, like, he's a... just it was like a fun like over the top British William Regal kind of smug character and like I just gravitated to him and uh, so that was my first time really actually being involved and in seeing indie wrestling and um, from there it was um, coming to Oshawa and seeing it at the Durham College when Dave Wildstar threw uh, like a super show together at one point and it had like Amazing Red uh, La Parca or L.A. Park, and um, Frankie the Mobster, and it was just, it was really cool, and then after the show, um, we got to have some of the fans go into the ring afterwards, and I was, I remember, like, still vividly, like, standing in the ring, like, leaning against the ropes, looking out around, like, the crowd, and just people having fun, and all these kids are, like, jumping up and down the ring, I'm, like, probably, like, 16, 18 at the time, somewhere around there, and I'm just, like, looking around, I'm like, I love this like i love the view because it's the view that i've always wanted to know what it looked like on the other side uh being as a fan but just like seeing the crowd seeing the audience seeing like just feeling the ropes feeling the mat under my feet it was just it's an amazing experience and i knew like somehow some way i had to get into this business um come hell or high water and I've been fortunate for over a decade now to have a lot of opportunities to be inside the squared circle so I'm just eternally grateful for every company that's ever had me, all the workers I've had a chance to work with, and which has now led me to here. How how did you actually first get involved with the wrestling business? Because you have a very unique uh, situation going on where you're not not a wrestler. Yeah, so I mean, I did. Uh, I met a guy named Clayton. His name is Clayton Sincade. Uh, Coming back now, which will be apparently at the Death Proof show happening in March. That was a nice plug for them. Uh, <laughs> it was really fun, actually. I, I just kind of talked with him a couple times. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be running this show or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, but at the time, like, I was had, attending a lot of the GCW, Great Canadian Wrestling Shows here in Oshawa, um, and seeing guys like Michael Elgin, Chris Chambers, Ashley Six, Extremo, like, really early on and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this is so cool, and being, like, front row to all that stuff, and um, Clayton uh, was telling me he's like yeah I'm going to be opening up uh, a company I'm going to call it Motor City Wrestling I'm like oh okay that's kind of cool he's like yeah um, would you like to be a ring like be a ring announcer for it I'm like I would love to I've always loved the idea of ring announcing Howard Finkel is the man uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I donned my suit and um, he's like yeah so um, you know if you want to help out or whatever with MCW that'd be really great and I remember doing some ring announcing for one of their shows, um, and it was a lot of fun. And then not too long afterwards, I became like an on-air commissioner, the first of many times that that has happened in my career. <laughs> um, and the very first segment I ever got to do uh, inside the ring with anybody was with Hotshot Johnny Devine and textbook Tyson Dukes. Uh, which I flubbed my very first time inside the ring, having to do anything besides ring announcing with the mic, where I had to announce that it was going to be Johnny Devine versus uh, Tyson Dukes. And I flubbed, I'm just like, I'm looking at Tyson Dukes, I'm like, hot shot Johnny Devine, you will go one-on-one tonight against 
hot shot Johnny Divine. And I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't realize till afterwards I said it. And then Divine got on the mic. He's like, you heard that? It's going to be me and you, blah, blah, blah. You know, consummate professional he was. And um, I go to the back and uh, a couple of my friends afterwards is like, do you realize what you just said? I'm like, nope, not a clue. And uh, even later on, they would be like, oh, tonight you're going to be fighting a steel brass knuckle on a pole match. I'm like, because it was just supposed to be brass knuckles. But I don't know why they had to be steel and brass, but they were steel brass knuckles on a pole. <laughs> and I just like, man, I just I don't want to think about this night down here ever again. <laughs> um, so from there, I, again, I had some opportunities doing um, just a lot of ring announcing for a lot of different companies. Um, just, again, been very grateful for everyone that I've had a chance to work for or do things with. Um I did dabble a couple times in training. Uh, myself, Clayton, White Trash, Matt Cash, uh, Perry Sound. Uh, we rode up and we trained a little bit um, under Ruffy Silverstein and uh, Cutthroat and did a few training sessions, whatever I'd love to have been able to continue. However, due to ride situations and not having my license, which there's a thing for anyone young wrestlers, for the love of God, to get your license. Don't be like me and just like try to rely on everybody else. If you want to do something, get your license and do it yourself. And so I was able to take a, a couple of bumps or whatever. I still remember my first training uh, session. I got to get in the ring or whatever, and it was just, again, lifelong dream, you know, getting body slammed, doing all this type of stuff. And we were about to leave, and on the outside of the ring, <clears throat> there's RJ City, there's Matt Burns, there's Asylum. And Asylum, he's just like, lay, back, lay down in the ring, lay down in the ring. I'm okay, all right, what's going on? He's like, just lay down, and I'll just don't move. I'm like... Okay, what's going on? And he goes and does like the running back senton like Samoa Joe does and just squashes me into the mat. I had no idea why he was doing it or what was happening. But just like afterwards, he's like, all right, you're done. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. It was an honor. <laughs> so I go to the back and, you know, just driving back home or whatever. And it was just like, oh, man, like a guy that I saw at like the CNE when I was like back in like 2002 is like in my very first time being in a ring is like the guy that squishes me. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. So that's how I kind of got into wrestling. And then from there, from ring announcing into doing the manager stuff and a lot of commissioner things and I've had the pleasure of, you know, booking wrestling or doing things for television or writing for television. And it, it's just been a, it's been a crazy ride. So the whole writing thing just, I find more amazing because I've been, I've, I've personally been a fan since uh, WrestleMania three when I got to actually watch the entire buildup happen. And I still remember it to this day. I I am a little bit a little bit older older than you when when I tell people about that one, but that was very very cool. Get to it. How did uh, your the Adam Hayes character start at Death Proof at at Death Proof Death at Death Proof? Thank God for uh, for editing, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of like the remix of the D -D 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 Death Proof. Um, yep. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Death Proof, I, I was very fortunate enough to be there from the very start. Um, I know it was one of those situations where I know Chad was looking for a ring announcer. I was doing a lot of ring announcing at that point for a lot of different companies, and uh, me and Chad have always gotten along. 
And uh, from there, I just kind of turned into like I guess the voice of Death Proof because like I origin I was the original ring announcer for that company, doing like the Garage Day shows and riding up at the time with like you know Vander Cruz who's still there now, Jesse Amato, Matt Cash, um, even a couple times with Michael Elgin when he made a couple shots there. But um, the actual Adam Hayes character, like I guess, well I've always been Adam Hayes, but I guess what you're referring to is like getting into the more heelish persona that I, you know, uh, started to do. Um, I remember talking with, um, Chad about doing something and I wanted to break out from ring announcing. I was having a lot of fun, but I was finding myself just kind of doing the same thing over and over and I wanted a new challenge and I'm like, I wonder if I can do like the managing thing and I hadn't had a chance to do it anywhere else. And I pitched an idea to Chad about possibly doing something where it's like, you know, the Uber hardcore group you know death proof how it is and the comedy and the blood and guts and sex appeal and all that other stuff it was promoting um if we were just to do like that you know anti-hardcore traditional matters uh style feud or whatever and it's worked so many different times for so many different hardcore based companies or whatever i mean you can go back to the whole wwf angle with ecw back in 1997 and with the whole jerry lawler thing and yeah, it's just it's worked so many different times and I thought that I could be able to put my own little spin on it and make it work. And he was hesitant and rightfully so. And again, I hadn't had a chance to do anything like this before and I've just been simply known as the ring announcers, right? So and this was never gonna be like my group. This was gonna be me endorsing a guy and everyone putting our focus and attention on them. Uh, which at the time was gonna be Johnny Wave, um, then changing his name to Ty Colton. And it was myself, Rage, and Easy E, uh, with our heelish referee that we eventually got as well, Andrew McRae. It's just, I just told him, like, just give me the opportunity. It would be really, really cool to be able to do. Let's try something different. And he's like, okay, you have, you know, we'll try it at the show. And if it sticks, it sticks. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. So pretty much it was kind of like my audition. So... You know, I got in the ring and I was about to do the announcing and then I just stopped halfway through or like the beginning of the first match and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do this anymore. I can't be a part of a company that represents this type of stuff. And, you know, I want to introduce you to the real like salvation of professional wrestling and that's Johnny Wave and he came out with Rage and Easy E and we just blasted the company on the microphone and then we are off to the races from there and apparently it turned out well. I remember one of my first bumps taking in Death Proof, like I was on the apron or whatever, and I got clocked in the face by uh, PD Flex and took a nice bump off the apron onto the ground, which, again, it was just a lot of fun. I remember afterwards, I'm like, how was that? What did I do? What do you want changed? What do you want differently? And from there, like, it just kind of grew and grew, and then I just, I wanted to take, like, that, that really over-the-top, like, obnoxious kind of persona of, like, I think I'm better than you, I think I'm right, and here's why. The whole goal was never to really take over the company, although there was plans at one point for like a Salvation Pro. Um, there was just, the idea was just, I wanted to be able to create a safer environment for wrestlers, and in my mindset, and how I actually felt a little bit at the time was like, 
companies like Death Proof are going to get these guys hurt, going to get them less bookings, they're going to take food off their plates and money out of their pocket. So if we alter Death Proof to be more accepting of tradition and bring in real athletes and not do all this crazy bull crap, then they'll be a real company and they can be taken seriously and yada, yada, yada. So again, that's how, how the Adam Hayes character of, I guess, salvation and the name of that company coming to be because we wanted to change the face and be its savior. So we were the salvation of professional wrestling. So I just, I just always wanted that kind of story because it was such a, I was a, not was, but I am a death, I'm a very big death proof fan. I'm still looking, look, really looking forward to, to their, their up there coming, coming a show. How, how did you first get into doing, commentary because i never really hear anybody say hey i'm a i'm an indie wrestling comment com commentator <laughs> i mean i wouldn't really call myself an indie wrestling commentator compared to a lot of guys right now on the scene uh like chris hazard and you know a few others or you know out blanger out in c4 wrestling nice plug for you by the way adam <laughs> um <laughs> i I've always enjoyed doing commentary. I'm more of a play-by-play kind of guy. So, like, right now, like, with me in uh, Pro Wrestling Ontario, I recently just did some uh, some heel commentary. And that was – that's a whole other learning curve right off the bat because as much as I can go in the ring and I can do, like, the heelish things or whatever and just, like, get under people's skin and, you know, be that over-the-top character, it's completely different to be able to do that on the mic in a commentary role – while also being able to put over the guys in the match, tell a story and all that. So it's a really, really fun challenge. So I'm really looking forward to hopefully my continuing future with uh, Pro Wrestling Ontario. Um, but I remember one of the first times I did like actual like commentary, if you want to call it that. Um, again, this was still, I guess, still in the, the, the height of my salvation days or whatever. I remember going to a few shows with the Jordan Lloyd, who's on my Schwa Style Wrestling podcast a couple of times, um, to going to Squared Circle Live when they were running in Whippy. And uh, just seeing the show, I just like, man, this would be a fun company to be a part of. Like, I've known of Blood, Sweat, and Ears for a long time, and Squared Circle Live was kind of like an extension at one point, and just like, I, you know, want to be a part of the show. So I remember just talking with the guys backstage and just like saying, hey, you know, this is my resume. This is what I can do. They're like, all right, well, we already have a. Uh, a ring announcer, you know, Dustin, who's a fantastic ring announcer, by the way, great guy, very professional. And, um, they're just like, how about, you know, we need someone maybe for a play by play or just doing commentary, maybe just kind of doing like that color commentary role. I'm just like, Oh, I don't know if I can do color, but we'll see what happens. So me and Dustin, we get on the mics and we're doing like the first couple of matches and I'm slipping slowly from uh, color into doing play by play, like calling the action because that I get passionate about that because I love like as much as I love everything else in wrestling, I love a good wrestling match. Like a good technical catch as catch can style, whatever. And I love calling hold for old, move for move, and like being able to tell that story. And like after like the first show, Dustin just looks over, he's gonna be like, dude, you should be play by play and not me. I should be the color. And I'm like, but I don't want to step on your shoes or whatever. Um, and then I had an opportunity for them to do like a solo cast. I guess Dustin wasn't there for whatever reason. So I was pulling double duty, doing the ring announcing and, um, play by play. And that was, um, a lot of fun, a lot of very weird to call by yourself and not have anyone to bounce off of. 
But be that as it may, it was, again, another learning experience. And I guess that's just why, too, like, with indie wrestling, it's so fun. It's because there's so many different learning atmospheres that you can, you know, dip your feet into and test the waters and just, you know, try to see what fits for you. Like, when I first started, it was, like, doing music. Like, my very, very first time ever working in indie wrestling, it was doing music for GCW. And then from there, helping run the backstage and help setting up the ring and just, you know, eventually getting into that point where I got to do the ring announcing and managing and now commentating. So it's just, like, I've been... Again, I've said it a few times on this show, but it, like I can't stress it enough. Like I've just been very fortunate and grateful for the opportunities that have presented itself to me, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without certain people giving me these opportunities. So, and commentating, which is one of them. Yeah, because if you were, and I just got to uh, got to say this: if you were bad at it, you wouldn't have gotten a a second or a second shot in in any of these roles. That's true. Yeah. So, just because, uh, well, I do like uh, screaming of obscenities at you because it's uh, fun. <laughs> Which is very rude, by the way. How dare you? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I actually apologized to to uh, Bill Chase once. <laughs> oh, please don't apologize to Bill Chase. That's that he deserves it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Love I, you, Bill. If you're listening to this. <laughs> Uh, he listens. I, maybe. Who knows? Let's get into the whole podia casting thing. Um, yep. what? Why'd you, why'd you start a, uh, start a podia podcast? Because when I started mine in 2016, um, it was not going to be a wrestling show. It was going to be talking to interesting people and local base and just... I found myself just drawn to talking to wrestlers all the all the time because they have such interesting stories. Right. Just... Which is sorry to cut you off. No. Which is kind of like how I felt as well. I mean, for the actual podcast itself, um, <laughs> I I kind of took like a year off. It was the only time that I hadn't been consistently trying to get myself booked or work, you know, bookings or any kind whatsoever, and I. There was a bit of an incident at a, a show one time, uh, and I kind of stepped away for a bit. And I was also going back to school for university at the time for child and youth worker, which I'm still doing that now. I'm in my third year. And, um, you know, just got recently engaged at that point to my now wife, uh, Cassie. Cool. And um, I just – I wanted to be able to just kind of take a step back and, you know, just focus on myself, kind of see the, the wrestling business from a different eye. So after taking a year off, I wanted to – eventually get back in the game but i just didn't want to just you know do the ring announcing again or you know i know i've been out for a little bit so just like hey you guys need a manager because like let's be honest um there are a lot better guys out there than myself like you know back in the day there was jesse jones and now there's you know guys like kingdom james and uh i knew i wanted to be able to kind of work my way back into the business but also more importantly i wanted to be able to just have conversations with different talent because Everyone, as you said before, has a unique and amazing story, especially when it comes to wrestling. Not You can have similar stories, but not every story is the same. And I have been very fortunate enough to build relationships or have conversations with so many different guys since like 2006 when I first got into this. And just seeing the development of guys and how they've grown from even back then to now, or even new guys that are just kind of coming into the business. Um, so I wanted to be able to have 
a podcast that was I knew I didn't want to you know this to turn into the next like Joe Rogan experience or like you know the next you know something to wrestle with like with the whole Bruce Fletcher thing like I wanted to do something that was going to strictly stay local I wanted to strictly just work in my wheelhouse work in Ontario and just do something that would be kind of fun for either other fans to listen to if they've always wanted to know things about certain guys or just other wrestlers in general so they can kind of go under the learning tree and like bring in different people because I think that regardless of how long you've been in the business everyone has gained a little bit of experience that everyone should be able to listen to and that includes like veterans listening to to rookies almost in the sense too of like yes obviously veterans are going to know you know pretty much everything in the business or you know you should always listen to your elders in that sense uh when it comes to seniority or just talent or whatever but i think that like a new perspective of like rookies coming into the business or even just young guys and viewing the business in a whole different light is kind of interesting to see how they got their start. And the same thing goes with people who have been in this business for a little bit or a while or even a long time. And because of the fact that everyone has a unique story, I wanted to be able to hear those stories because they were some of my favorite things. Is like you go on the road, you talk with new guys, you experience you know, new relationships, and you find out these different things. It's like the same thing I ask everybody on my podcast. The very first thing is, who's your top five favorite of all time? Because everybody was a fan at one point, and those people helped shape their abilities inside and outside the ring uh, to being the person they are today. It's kind of like if I meet people in real life or I'm just hanging out with them or at work or whatever, I ask them their top five favorite movies because you can always get to know somebody's personality based on what their favorite movies are. You know, if they're a horror guy, comedy, whatever. And it's the same thing with wrestling. You get to know, like, okay, are you a technical guy, a power guy? Uh, you got, like, a guy with a good look, a good, like, promo ability? Like, what is it? So that's why I started off with, like, that being my first question all the time with everybody because I always find it interesting and it, I can, you know, develop more questions as I go besides, you know, having my cheat sheet of stuff I'm already going to say. Um, but the podcast itself, again, it was just, it's an opportunity to be able to have everyone tell their story, uh, regardless of their, you know, seniority in the business or who they are, because again, everyone has a story and just being able to have that opportunity to tell it and other people have the opportunity to listen to it. And it's just been fascinating hearing so many similar stories, but all again, so many different dynamics of people's lives and how they found wrestling or why they found wrestling or why they're still in wrestling or what made them finally to take that jump into wrestling like it's so awesome like and i'm so grateful to everyone that's been on my show so far um that i've actually had that opportunity to to have those uh, conversations with so uh, i don't see myself stopping anytime soon um, be that as it may, you know, anything can happen in this world or whatever, but uh, I'm just, again, I'm grateful for everyone that's been on, including, you know, my brothers, my horsemen, my best men, uh, Jordan, AJ, Vandercruz, uh, who have constantly been helping me. And I remember <laughs> the amount of times that I've like, you know, messaged them privately, like, Hey guys, um, I kind of need you guys to help with the recording or whatever, just for like this, uh, predictions con or predictions, uh, video or something like that. And, you know, obviously they're huge fans as well, but it's just like, you know, it's not a paying gig. Let's be honest. It's oh, yeah. podcasting, right? There, there ain't no money in podcasting. You're doing it for the love of the game. So, oh yeah. Because, um, uh, I've had personal experience. I've had some people, all right. I'm just going to say the, say, say the, Say the name, fuck it. Uh, I was supposed to have Masada on my actual show. 
we talked on Facebook, we talked on Messenger, I set up a time, okay, I will call you at this time, at this number, okay. Um, I caught him on a bus, and he's like, oh, I completely forgot, and then he kind of got a little, a little rude towards me, and uh, that was that. Meeting him in person is fantastic. I think I genuinely just caught him at a, at a, at a bad, at a bad time. And he genuinely forgot. That's what I think. You have you have any any pod pod podcasting stories about? I I got a couple about just miscommunication, people forgetting. Um. <laughs> no, actually, I've been very fortunate so far with everyone that I've had a chance to talk with and interview. Uh, either has been people that I have reached out to that I haven't heard from. Um, I'm not going to name names. Oh yeah. But um, which is understandable either because, you know, I may have caught them at a bad time or just, you know, right now, maybe in their career, they just don't feel like doing that type of thing. And I, I realize um, my podcast isn't reaching the hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of people right now. But I I mean, it's just an opportunity to be able just to kind of hear their stories. Like if I'm reaching out, it's just because like I genuinely have an interest in why you know you got into the business and telling your story and like or maybe just asking questions or doing fun segments like my be the booker episodes or top fives or stuff like that so like i said i've been i've been grateful that nobody has um i guess been rude to me i guess yeah. in that sense oh, yeah. um yeah so i guess i've just been very fortunate so far i mean you've had more episodes under your belt than i have so oh, yeah. um be that as it may, I'm sure you've had, you know, your fair share of stories from time to two, but not oh. for me yet, just yet. Yeah, it just, um, I, I find it really, really, really funny with that because um, he's a he's a big, scary, scary dude. <laughs> oh, Masada? Yeah, yeah, no, he's a completely scary dude. I remember working a hardcore road trip with him back during that whole oh, freaking yeah. shibacle. Yeah. And uh, I was backstage with uh, myself, Vander, Amato, warhead like you know just the death yeah. crew just talking yeah. hanging out and um i was just sitting there just listening to masada and all that stuff and of course he's known for the um the skewers and tapping them on the guy's mm -hmm. forehead and they stick out and it looks like a porcupine um i'm just like oh like i've always wanted to know how that works he's like you want to see how it works and i'm like uh <laughs> what do you mean he's like come here I'm like, well, I'm not sure if I feel comfortable. And Masada just stands up. He's like, come here. I'm like, okay, well, I can't say no to a vet. And I'm uh, <laughs> just going to walk over. I'm like, okay, I trust you. So he just he grabs one. He puts it against the you know hairline of my forehead. He's like, you just put it here. And he tapped it. Just really, just not so hard, but just like slightly. And I was waiting. I'm just like, now what? I was waiting for the stick to fall or something. And like I reach up and I feel like this little skewer thing sticking out of my head. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, did it hurt? I'm like, no, I barely felt anything actually. He's like, is there any blood? I'm like, I took out the thing and go like this. I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, because the skewer only goes in through like the first part of your skin. So I'm sorry if I'm giving away the the secrets of wrestling right there, but I <laughs> thought it was a, the coolest thing ever when this you know hardcore legend guy just shows me this. Uh, the stunt or whatever i'm like oh that's so that's super cool or whatever i'm like okay um it wasn't really super cool when i saw it you know an hour later when he had jesse amato and he was 
you know, literally profusely spitting up oh. blood out of his forehead. And like, yeah, I was there's right. about 50 of them sticking out of his forehead. And I'm just trying to call the action. I was doing commentary for that actually solo. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it didn't seem that bad when it happened to me, but watching it to somebody else with, you know, a crimson mask, whew, uh, I can see why it looks, you know, five times worse. And again, it's just the visual of it. Right. So, um, that's my Masada story. <laughs> Now, I was ringside for the hardcore road trip, and then Colin Delaney came out, and then the night got really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're enough of that. That is one of those London legends it's turning turning into. I get a lot of I get actually a lot of questions about that because I was I was there by by other by other folks who who don't who don't actually, who weren't there or just heard stories after, it's turning into this kind of a, it's been a few years, yeah, it, it's terrible experience what happened to everybody, but it's one of those stories now, that if, if you were there, you actually know what happened, and I've heard some people tell me about crazy stuff that happened there, and I'm like, yeah, none of, none of that happened, um, why the Ukrainian club no longer does uh, wrestling in this uh, in this city now, but back back to swa the swa style because schwa, I, schwa style schwa style schwa schwa I will not I'm just saying I will never say that say that say that say that right. <laughs> That's okay. It's a slang. <laughs> it's a slang term for Oshawa. That's what it is, right? So. Oh yeah. So that that kind of kind of answers the uh, answers the uh, question the question about the more uh, about the name where did where where did it come from? Is Honestly, just... I was throwing stuff against a wall at that point. When I decided I wanted to be able to come up with a podcast, it was like, all right, I, every podcast is gonna have some sort of a fancy name or just something or whatever, and. Uh, I know I want to be able to incorporate Oshawa in some way in the name, so I'm like, okay, well, the Schwa is, you know, the nickname of, you know, the Dirty Schwa, as other, like, the cities like to call it, um, but it was just one of those things, I just thought of, I was writing things down one after another, and one after another, and I really liked the idea of, like, Schwa style, you know, there's, like, you know, Canadian strong style, and all this other stuff, like, Josh Alexander's doing, and, like, you know, the King of Dong style, like how Joey Ryan calls himself, or Shinsuke Nakamura, the King of Strong style. So I'm like, oh, well, what if I call it Schwa style, and then wrestling podcast, and then I drew up, like, the the logo in, um, that's similar to, like, the whole Shinsuke Nakamura shirt that I used to have in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is why it has the three lines and all that stuff, because I thought it was such a cool design when, you know, he was back in Japan having that shirt. So I looked at it on paper, I'm just like, you know what? That works. I mean, I've had a few people since that were like, oh, you know, you should just you know, call it, you know, you know, schwa style, you know, podcast or, you know, drop the wrestling out of it or just call it schwa casting or whatever. But I, I don't know. I'm just maybe just a little sentimental in the name right now just because something that I created and it's kind of sticking right now when people coming up to me are like saying, hey, man, I love schwa style wrestling, you know, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like a ha-ha moment when I came up with the name or, like, something really inspired me. It's just, you know, it, it seems to be the thing going around right now of, like, people claiming themselves to be the king of this or the prince of that or whatever, of, like, so many different style or styles of wrestling, as I screw that up, um, that I just wanted to call it schwa style and then wrestling podcast, so. 
Perfect. Do you do, do you actually re- remember any of the uh, the other names? Oh God, no! As soon as I <laughs> settled on that, everything else went into the memory dumpster, and I just hit delete. So, um, I'm sure they were all terrible. I remember when I first told uh, Vander and AJ and Jordan about the the name, they were just like, "Okay, that, I I get it. It's cool." Um, like I said, like so, there's no like. It's, there's no Stone Cold Steve Austin like uh, like what were their other names of like Ice Dagger and you know <laughs> stuff like that. So there's nothing in that sense. So um, if it is, if there was something, then it's gone forever. So which is good because I'm sure it was terrible. Yeah, just uh, some of some of my, some of my previous names for for Gilmy Gilmy talks are just terrible. One was uh, Gilmy and the Big Deal. Yeah, that's just bad. <laughs> well, it depends on who the big deal is beside you. So, yeah, that's the, unless you're uh, calling yourself the big deal, then that's a that's a hell of a you know gimmick name you're giving yourself right there. So, oh yeah, no, it was supposed to be hey the guest is the big deal, and I'm like yeah no that did not work out. Didn't uh, recorded one episode and I couldn't actually say it say it without laughing. So yeah, <laughs> no. okay, this is done. Yeah, all right, hello. How do you? What kind of programs do you? For some of the techie guys who always are are, are asking me about podcasting, what do you use to actually edit? Oh my God, it's just Odyssey or Audacity or whatever, however the hell you butcher that name right there. <clears throat> I I just use that. It's it's simple. It's free. It's easy to use. I am not a tech guy at <laughs> all. The fact that I am even editing shows and doing stuff like that, especially like. Like when I go to school, still in university, I'm watching all these kids right now on their friggin' laptops, and I'm the one still sitting there with a binder and you know pencil, <laughs> writing everything down on paper. So like tech is not usually my tech is not usually my thing. So uh, I just I actually asked um, O'Shea with his podcast that he would that he does with wrestling with myself because I listen to a few of his and. Um, besides that, weekly wrestling podcast, those are the ones that kind of like really inspired me at first. Um, like, you know, maybe I should be able to do something like this. And, um, so I asked O'Shea and he was just, O'Shea's an awesome dude. If you ever got a chance to actually talk with him, like one-on-one or a little bit in person, like he is such a funny, just, this is who I am, natural kind of guy. And he's like, this is the mic I use. This is what I was looking at before. Don't use that. Uh, this is the program I use, you know, just whatever you're going to do, have fun. And ever since then, he's just been, um, I'd say, like, maybe semi-regular. He's been on a couple of times for either, like, you know, the Christmas Wish or having his own one-on-one or joining us on our top five Survivor Series moments or, you know, uh, you know just stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was just like a mic that I grabbed from Amazon. I didn't want to spend too, too much money on it because... <laughs> I'm sure my wife would have uh, killed me if I was, you know, allocating some of our food budget for podcasting. So, oh, um, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, be that as it may, I'm still spending like a little bit of money every single month to make sure our our listeners, um, every single time, you know, if they like our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash/wastawrestling. There's a plug right there. Um, if they like our page, then, you know, they're entering our free monthly draw that we do every single month as a way to say thank you. So I'm still putting money into the podcast, <laughs> I guess, still at this point. So, yeah. But I, I love it. I like being able to, 
you know, thank people, reward them, and whether that be, you know, just doing fun little things like that or, you know, the Rumble for Predictions, uh, the Rumble for Charity Predictions Contest that we just recently did and raised $200 for the Autism Society. So, uh, and had like, I think we had just over 40 or 45 people uh, giving their predictions for the Rumble. So, again, it's just... I, I'm just very grateful for the podcast in general, and like I said, for the actual equipment that I use. It's just simple programs, making it simple. You know, old old adjective or old line, keep it simple, stupid, right? So. Yep. Because uh, I find I I've tried a bunch of uh, programs, but Audacity is the best and easiest Audacity. One. Okay, that's how you say it. Okay. Yeah. It's the best one. It's the easiest one. There's so many effects and so many things you can you can do you can do do with that program. Completely agree. Uh, and I just want to say congratulations on raising two hundred dollars for the for the the the, the autism so, society. Yep, the autism yep. society. Again, um, thank you very much. By the way, it. Um, like I said, I've told the story before on my podcast and just like saying before blowing up, you know, the Ontario Indie Wrestling page or just like my Facebook page. Um, my sister has autism, severe autism, and it's just something that's been around my life, my whole life. And um, I'll, I'll be honest, when I was a kid, I didn't really fully understand autism to the best of my knowledge or was just maybe naive to the fact of, you know, what my sister had and all that stuff and just like... But now that I've grown up and really matured about it, and now I'm in a business and, like, in my actual real shoot job of, um, you know, taking care of children with special needs and behavioral and cognitive issues, and um, it's really opened my eyes to how incredible my sister is, how incredible her story is. Um, She is an amazing person, and I love my sister very much, and I... (sighs) Just again, autism itself is—it's a wondrous thing um, to know somebody who has autism and seeing the different developmental, you know, abilities that they have—not disabilities, but abilities—and um, I want to be able to do something for, in honor of my sister, but also be able to help other families as well. So, I mean, maybe next year we'll see uh, what happens. Maybe we can raise a little bit more than two hundred dollars. I was again just so happy that. We were able to raise something, and somebody and people did care and wanted to be able to contribute. So, uh, for anyone listening that did contribute to the actual charity itself, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And even if you didn't, and just play the predictions contest to win some awesome prizes and swag, I'm still appreciative as well because it, you know, it was just awesome to do. And it felt really weird, like grading all the papers like it was school. So, <laughs> yeah, just because. Um... Autism. I I got a nephew. My neighbors, uh, my best friend friend in the world. His he has he has uh, aut- autistic children as 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 well. So I it's been a it's touched my life as as well. Knowing it, like uh, my nephew, he's a he's highly autistic, but he's a musician. He excels at that. No matter what it is, he can just. And see, those are those abilities I was talking about. Like, that's yeah. so awesome. Like, no, I was saying before about, like, with the whole, you know, wrestling thing that, like, no two stories are the same, even though they can be similar. It's the same thing with um, individuals with autism. Like, while some of the symptoms can be the same, no two children are the same. And you learn that very fast, especially when you're in that working environment. Um, 
like what might work for one child or one uh, adult might not work for another just based on their personality or their you know general likes or dislikes or you know one person can be sensitive to sound while the other one is just sensitive to a certain uh you know color or whatever someone can excel in drawing while the other one is you know able to hold not able to hold up a crayon so it, it's just it's so fascinating and amazing and again like um, I've just been very privileged and honored to have a sister with autism and grow up in that environment and how I did. And um, still lucky to this day that I still keep in contact with her. So Yeah. And this is just a quick little little Gilme 10 questions for Adam Adam Hayes, guys. There's just no rhyme or, or actual reason that, reason for it. I just like it, it doing this because it's uh, fun. All right. First one. Three meals a day or five small meals? Oh, three meals a day, easy. Yeah. It would drive me nuts eating that many times in a day. <laughs> I'm bad enough to not even eat breakfast most of the time, so most of the time it's just two meals a day. So, But for the, the sake of the question, we'll, we'll do three. <laughs> All right. Uh, vampire or werewolf? Oh, vampire. Hands down. <laughs> I have been a vampire fan since I was like just as old enough to like wrestling. Like watching like one of my favorite movies of all time like we were talking about the top five favorite is like dracula with bella lugosi like i have so oh, yeah. much vampire stuff you know screw twilight but uh actual vampire stuff big fan so definitely that over werewolf yeah i'm actually really looking forward to the have you heard about the Ant and rice has all the rights back now and, no, I didn't. Um, uh, see, I'm more, I'm more excited and scared to see what happens with the the Lost Boys coming to CW Network, making that into a TV show because that's also one of my favorite vampire movies of all time. It is one of the one of the best ones. The the well, the first one's great. Um, <laughs> second one is okay at best. But, no, but uh, Anne Rice got all of her rights back, and her and her son Christopher are writing a show. Cool. actual tv show i i don't know if they're your your kind of vampire or not but all right uh pants or shorts pants all day long no can't do shorts <laughs> drives my wife nuts especially in the summertime we'll be walking around in like full-on jeans and she'll be like aren't you hot and be like nope even on my honeymoon when it was in cuba in 40 degree weather the only time i wore shorts is when i actually went into the ocean in my swim shorts because the rest of the time I was in like long pants and it drove her absolutely insane. Alright. Uh, poker or chess? Oh, chess. Poker's fun, don't get me wrong. Yep. But there I love chess. I used to play chess when I was a kid and it's there's more strategy, more thinking to it, at least in my opinion. Poker it all depends on the hand, but you have your own you control your own destiny in chess. So Yep. Alright. Uh, candy or candy or gum? Uh we'll go gum. Gum's easier, especially for me if I'm trying to like act like that that real douchebag like coming up to the ring. I'm usually chewing on a piece of gum because you know very obnoxiously just you know want to look like I'm tough shit and you know gum helps with that. Plus I don't know candy is kind of just overrated. Depend well some candy's good but like you know we'll we'll stick with gum. Oh yeah, uh, Coke or Pepsi. <sighs> I can say neither because I don't drink pop anymore. I haven't drank pop in probably eight to nah, probably like yeah, eight ten years now at this point. Um, I guess at the time when I did, see, I used to love like how different Pepsi was because my mom used to always have like Diet Coke in the house and like I would always steal her pop and she'd get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I'm going to go based on the fact that if it's Coke or Pepsi, uh, there's vanilla Coke, and vanilla Coke was the bomb diggity back in the day. So I'm going to go Coke over Pepsi. Uh, Hero or villain? Anybody can be a hero, but it takes a real good person to be a good villain, so I'm going to say villain. Yep. Online shopper or going to the to the mall? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is some good stuff you can find online. There is some not bad shopping. I know I, I got my wife into Amazon and now she's just like obsessed with it. Um, literally, like there's a package at the door every single week it feels like at this point now. Uh, but be that as it may, I would rather actually shop in a store. I, I kind of like the idea of like looking for things, finding things. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, kind of like when I used to work at Blockbuster, which is a little cool trivia note back in the day. Like going actually to the store, seeing what's there, picking something out, seeing if, you know, if it works for you or in the case of like, you know, buying something, if it works for your budget, if it fits or whatever the case may be. And then just taking to the cash and meeting people and just talking with them and, you know, getting a good rapport with salespeople. I don't know. Um, online's fun. I mean, it's quick, it's easy, it ships to your door, but. I don't know. There's something about the hunt and the chase that uh, makes it fun when you go to the store. Also, annoying too when you go all that way and you know there's nothing there. That's the bad part. But <laughs> yeah, I'm a very much a toy collector, so I'm all about the hunt. Mm. It doesn't 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 really matter if I pick up exactly what I what I wanted. Just looking is fun. Couch or recliner? Oh, couch. Absolutely. Recliners are fun. They're nice, but I like options. I like options in my life. So if I can lie down on my couch, if I can lean back on my couch, or you can fit more people beside you, yeah, couch every time. All right. And last but definitely not least, priest or maiden? Priest or maiden? I'm assuming we're talking band, so Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? Okay. Uh interesting choices um i'm i'm kind of the only one who really gives a shit about uh british british metal metal from the 80s so i like throwing this one in just to throw people off a bit no it's good it's a good curveball i appreciate that um i'm gonna go iron maiden i mean i was not really a fan of judas priest at all as a kid uh even now i think i have maybe a song or two on my spotify but there's a couple iron maiden songs just from Traveling up and down the roads back in the day uh, that bring back some good memories. So while Iron Maiden is not anywhere near my top 50 favorite of all time, uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll catch me more listening to the Backstreet Boys than you'll catch me listening to Iron Maiden or Judas Priest. <laughs> um, but uh, if I had to choose, it's going to be Iron Maiden. Okay. There's the, uh, the, the 10 random, random questions. One, once again, Adam, thank you very, very much for coming on appreciate it well thank you man it, again this is just it's been fun being on the opposite end uh i usually don't like hearing my own voice so uh i feel bad for everybody else that has to you know download this and they hear my voice and they're like oh my god it's haze for like an, almost an hour <laughs> jesus what the hell does he need to talk about uh, uh before we let things go um if i don't mind just giving a quick shout out to please um just of course with uh, people for my podcast and everything um First Don't off, forget, guys. If you, yeah, of sorry, course. Sorry, first throwing off. out the plugs or whatever. Yeah, where, no, I was, I was getting almost we, the promoting mood. Uh, where can we uh, where can we find it? So, if you want to be able to find uh, my podcast, which is Schwa Style Wrestling Podcast, 
Uh, you go on Facebook.com slash schwa style wrestling. That's Facebook.com slash schwa, S-H-W-A, style, S-T-Y-L-E, wrestling. Uh, we, again, like the page. We do our free monthly random draw at the end of every single month. Uh, win some awesome prizes like tickets to WWE, or sorry, tickets to like random indie shows like WWE t-shirts, autographs, uh, gift cards, whole bunch of stuff. Recently, we just gave away like two DVDs with like 15 hours worth of footage and uh, a really cool like arcade plug-in system of the old WWF Steel Cage Challenge game, uh, which is really cool. Um, if you want to check out the actual podcast, you can find the link on there. But if not, if you want to just search it directly, it's uh, schwastyle.podbean.com. That's schwastyle, S-H-W-A, style, S-T-Y-L-E, dot podbean.com. Uh, our latest interview that's currently up right now, depending on when this airs, um, we have our WWE Royal Rumble review where I sit down with Jordan Lloyd. We give our thoughts and of everything that's happening on the road to WrestleMania. And we just recently had Cody Diener come on and just talk about, you know, early parts of his career, getting into professional wrestling, his top five favorite of all time. And of course, um, going under the learning tree and talking wrestling psychology, which again, anyone that's in the business or has anything to do with the business, I highly recommend. And uh, next week is going to be a special two on one interview that I had, uh, was able to conduct with Chinlock Wrestling and champion uh, the selfie queen herself, Jesse Mack, and last year's winner of the Death Proof Tournament, White Trash Mack Cash. So, again, make sure you check out those interviews and all the rest that we've had in our archives with guys like Michael Elgin, Rage, Liam Worldwide, Bill Chase, uh, Scotty O'Shea, Pretty Ricky, Jules Malone, and so, so much more. And again, to everyone else that's uh, listened to my podcast or even just even you know checked it out on facebook or like the page thank you so much again it's just it's a passion of mine to be able to do this it's something new and exciting that i'm really happy to be going down this road and i'm very happy uh to be on your podcast as well to be able to not only just promote it and just being able to just tell my story and just being able to talk with you and hear a little bit more about you without you know heckling me from the crowd so <laughs> and then of course you can find me on facebook it's uh adam barna b-a-r-n-a i changed it from hayes everyone was confused as hell because they thought hayes was my real last name but nope it's uh something else so if you want to be able to still face find me on facebook i'll most likely add you if i don't then it's usually because i'm just lazy or i completely forgot about it i'm one of those bad people where i check the note i'll get the notification be like oh okay cool and then i'll get distracted by something and then i'll completely forget about it it drives my wife nuts when i forget about her text messages <laughs> oh god yes i have a lovely wife and if i don't respond within two minutes i'm doing something very very wrong so oh no no i'm not <laughs> it's not that bad for at least for myself it's just like <laughs> there's been many a times where i'll be playing like you know playstation or whatever and my phone is constantly on silent at all times uh usually because i either forget about it from when i wake up or like i'm going to work and my phone's on silent or whatever be as it may um my phone's usually on silent so like she'll try to call no answer she's like maybe she's at the store like hey do you want anything before i come home or something like that she'll text me no answer so she'll actually like message me through her phone to my playstation like answer your damn phone <laughs> i'll be like oh shit i'll look down at my phone i'll be like oh I have, like, two missed calls and, like, three messages. Hi, honey. Yeah. No, I don't need anything. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, oh, and actually, how's it? How's it married life in treating you, man? Oh, my God. Married life is awesome. I mean, <laughs> in this world, you need a really good dance partner to be able to survive sometimes, and especially with certain situations in this world. There's no other person in this world that I could be with that's not my wife i mean 
my I'm getting tongue tied just thinking about it right now. Like she is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Um, she puts up with all my crap, whether it be like late night doing the podcast or just like watching wrestling in general with the guys. Like she'll come out and she'll watch wrestling a little bit here and there, and just like she'll be involved and she knows the characters and whatever. And certain theme songs will come on. She'll be like, "Oh, that's Randy Orton." I'll be like, "Oh, you know." <laughs> That, that's my heart beating a thousand miles a minute because, you know, that's just, you know, talk wrestling to me. So, again, she is the light of my life. I wouldn't be able to do anything in this world without her. And I'm so happy that, you know, she finds me attractive enough to be with me and didn't feel like I was, you know, the Adam Hayes character that everyone else seems to think that I am when I'm inside that ring wearing a suit with my hair slicked back she sees me for a different person so i'm very thankful for that awesome so get her to listen to the last two two or three minutes of this show for uh, uh brownie points it yeah points it. exactly yeah. so you know uh, cassie if you're listening to this if you ever get mad at me just go back and listen to the last two three minutes of this you know podcast you know help his downloads i'm sure he would be really appreciative of that and uh just know that you know if you're mad at me just go back and know that i still love you (laughs) 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 but uh in all seriousness though uh thank you so much for having me on the podcast again it's been a lot of fun um it's kind of cool again as i said at the beginning just to be on the other side of the mic and just do something different and um hopefully i am not your worst interview of all time uh anymore so no, I've had uh, it's. I had one interview that was pulling teeth. He was just Go giving. Gi- he was giving me yes or Go no. On. Yes or no answers. That's I know, it. but go on. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, I didn't go actually. On. I didn't post it. <laughs> and, wow, Bill Chase, how dare you with the oh. yes or no? Uh, it was it was a, it was a close friend of mine who said, "Hey, I want to do the podcast," and he just completely clammed up. And so for twenty minutes, he was just, "Yep, no, okay." I'm and I'm trying to just giving him softballs like, "So how do you feel about this? It's good." So it was like it was like talking to Hank Hill from King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he knows all about it, why why I didn't post it. He still finds it funny. He's coming back on, actually. I made an... I was supposed to get together with him today, but I I had to cancel this afternoon because my little girl has an, an appointment, so going to do that do that well, another day. Gonna, That's fair. Yeah, I'm going to talk about comics or uh, something. All right. All right, man. Once again, thank you very, very much for... Uh, coming on and everybody go check out check out the schwa style which i there you go there you go you said it properly schwa Schwa style wrestling podcast check it out facebook.com slash schwa style wrestling that's a promoting right there oh yeah bada boom we're out of here there you go man hey guys as i told you before it was a fantastic lesson and i love talk talking to adam adam about everything wrestling podcasting life and it was just a great conversation, eh, guys? I enjoyed it. But once again, if you need to get a hold of me, it's justinmgilmet at gmail.com. Gilmet is spelled G-U-I-L-M-E-T-T-E. You know what? Like the, I got the Instagram page. I have the 
Facebook page. Just check those out for your, your daily funnies and updates on the podcast. And a couple of reminders about previous podcasts I'm, I've already done. I'm going to start doing that because, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of proud of all the shows I've ever done. I think they're great. Maybe you don't. Who knows? Let me know at Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and any of those things, guys. And here's the thing. Enjoy the show. I'm doing the Positively Unstoppable Challenge. Uh, if you follow the Facebook uh, page, you guys probably already know that. I'm down a few pounds already, which is fantastic. And I've reached out to uh, some people who know way more about nutrition than I than I do. And it's a million dollar challenge, but you know what? I just want to get in better shape. And I want to stop being so negative about, about everything. That's why I'm doing it. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. That's what I really want to do in the next 16 weeks. And you know what? I'm putting it on, on here, so it's out there. So there's no taking it back. There are things I can improve on, like everybody can can improve on or something. And myself, I know what I got to improve on. And you know what? If you need any help with motivation, positivity, I'm not getting getting paid for this or anything. But go check out the DDPY app. I know a lot of people who have. I know it's done amazing things for people. It's helped it helped me. Yeah, I'm not in the best shape I can be, but I'm better than I was yesterday, right? And I just want to say, before Valentine's Day, go check out the love shop, guys. Everyone has a local love shop. Go check it out before Valentine's Day. Pick up your uh, sweetie something, something awesome. Just because, you know what? It's fun to change things up, and changing things up can always be good. But also, talk to your partner first. And go check out Solid Designs for amazing, amazing things on your on line, guys. Shirts, stickers, probably can do laptop covers for you if you want, phone covers, anything you for you want. He will make it for you. Go, go check him out. And check out Bats in the Belfry Art because that's another cool site. She, she, did, my, uh, she did the Megatron on, on, the, uh, on the site about a year ago. I need to need to up, up, update that maybe, but I really like that uh, picture. I think it's cool. And go check out Tabby Lynn's Sensi page as as well, because with Valentine's Day coming up, you don't want want your place smelling like a gym bag, guys. Go check it out. All right, and here is everybody by Backstreets Back. Since you listen to the to the podcast, you know why I'm at, I'm at playing this because. It's uh, it's fun. He quotes them. I play them. It's all good. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next next week.